0: Welcome to At The Table, Christian Community for the Common Good, a podcast for folks curious about the church's call to be faithful neighbors in the places where they live and worship. I'm your host, Nicholas Tangen. Thanks for being here. Now, pull up a chair and let's talk about what's possible when neighbors come together at the table. A strange place to make a new beginning. Here on a dusty road, not leading much of anywhere. In a time when the ritual seasons have already turned. And at dusk, almost dark in fact. What an unsuitable place and time to begin. And the two of us, plodding along, dull-headed, wet-witted, after three days of regretting and recounting losses. Our bodies hobbled and our souls brokered. We moved like confused moths near an extinguished wick. The fire was gone, and now we mourned. Was it sorrow for ourselves or him that we most valued? The answer, we may never know, nor does it matter now. We were teachers who planned too closely, parents who engineered the form. We left no room to enjoy the exploration and the moment of the child. Now in this twilight of being, we were voiceless. Our metaphors and tropes failed us in this sullen grief. No hope, but God, and to hope in him seemed hopeless, missed the opportunity provided. Why would God knock twice? Then at this point, a stranger joined us. Did he make a third or were we still just two? We were not sure ourselves, but know for certain, when bread was broken, time was fractured too. And when we rose and left the table, we were different. Ourselves, yet more than selves, rose up to leave. Bones of fire now support us, so full of love that it hurts our lungs to breathe. These, the bodies which the third one left us, we dare not guess the features of our souls. This road to nowhere goes on forever, out from Emmaus into a waiting world. Who is this that we carry now in witness? What names does he bear that we can call him in the night? It is a secret, but this we share with you, O children. When you see him, you will recognize the face. This beautiful poem from Nancy McDonald tells the story of the road to Emmaus from the end of Luke's gospel and captures so powerfully the vision that inspired me to start this podcast. Two Jesus followers walking through the neighborhood, suddenly confronted with the presence of Jesus in the face of a stranger. After a decade working in and alongside churches in the neighborhood, I've been caught again and again in moments where my heart seems to be on fire with a sudden realization that this, this moment, across the table from a neighbor, is an encounter with Jesus. As our friends from Luke's Gospel can attest, there may be nothing so powerful as a chance encounter with this stranger, this neighbor, our salvation. I started this podcast as an expression of my firm belief that the church is its most faithful when it's rooted in place, curious about the neighbor, and invested in the common good. The stories of scarcity and decline, the allure of nonprofit culture and the business perspective, are lies and distractions that keep us from noticing Jesus walking alongside us on the road. In 2023, I've had 16 different conversations with laypeople, clergy, writers, activists, and neighbors, all committed to the idea of a place based and a discerning church. A church with the power and the freedom to contribute to the flourishing of their neighborhood not with services and charity, but with connection, community, and authenticity. Our first episode was a conversation with Peter Block, who challenged the church to focus on how we gather, to reject like-mindedness, and to believe in the power of transformational questions.
1: The, the appealing of certainty or problem-solving is, is an escape from accountability and it's sold as a pathway to accountability. Yes, but but if you take the uncertainty out of a process, Mm -hmm. all right, you don't have to worry about being accountable. Everybody can see it was reasonable. It was cautious. It was prudent. Mm -hmm. Everybody says, where else is this working? You know, why even do I need evidence of God's presence Mm -hmm. by finding where he's at work? Maybe he's resting. I don't need God to prove anything to me. Yes. And, uh, yes. and that's that's what's at play here. So it's not just control, it's predictability. Yeah. What Tell me what's going to happen and I'll do anything.
0: Yeah. What yeah. you're
1: offering in a faith world, what we're offering in a common good world, is a world where we're going to co-create what happens. Yes. We're not going to find out what works and then apply it here, which yes. never works. No.
0: I spoke with friends of mine in the Twin Cities about table fellowship, community organizing, equity and inclusion, and belonging. Emily Bouvier, Eric Hoffer, Rachel Carmichael, Catalina Morales, and Felicia Boone have been teachers and co-conspirators in the work of community building and transformation.
1: That's, That's sometimes the one place where everybody can come regardless. And, and be in community and be fed um, spiritually and physically, everybody's welcome. And I think, I think that's also one of the places where Christian community is very important to the landscape because it provides a way for people to connect.
0: We learned about asset-based community development and social banking with Pastor Mike Mather and the original roving listener, Diamond Hargis.
2: So the day after Pentecost in 1992, we changed what we were asking people. And we asked people 10 pages of questions about what their gifts were. And we got this from a guy named John McKnight, who is one of the founders of what's called Asset-Based Community Development. And John had written a little monograph called The Story of Low-Income Neighborhoods and the People Who Reside There. And in the back of it, they had this, this survey that they had done in Lawndale neighborhood in Chicago with people who were in the laundromat and it was designed to take about as much time as it took to go through the dryer cycle. (laughs) <laughs> and we ask people have you taken care of older folks have you taken care of children have you done it because it's a job because you have family because you've helped a neighbor out can you fix a toaster can you drive a car do you play a musical instrument do you sing have you cooked for more than 10 people have you cleaned up after more than 10 people and we ask three questions at the end what three things do you do well enough that you could teach somebody else how to do it because mm-hmm. everybody has a gift yes Um, The second thing is, what would you like to learn that you don't already know? And the third is, who besides God and me is going with you along the way?
0: We talked about the vision for a public church with Jeremy Myers, Christina Fruget, and Joffrey Gill, and the power of prayer with Sam Rayberg and Professor Dirk Lang. Prayer is always about the other. Right, it's right. always about
1: bringing the needs mm-hmm. of the other, and then that type of prayer is always then decentering of ourselves, right? right. And then the prayer is not about me, but it's for yep. for the world, for the neighbor, for creation.
0: Kelly Sherman Conroy talked with us about land acknowledgments and the call to connect with our indigenous neighbors. Travis Norvell and Tim Sorens offered unique, but complimentary visions for church in the neighborhood and Daryl and Stephanie Anser showed us what that looks like in practice.
2: But as we make this shift to seeing through the lens of abundance, Mm -hmm. our starting point, and we're telling our people this all the time is every single person we encounter regardless of the label is created with inherent value and worth um, so that that shapes our work like that's the starting point right and i think that's what makes our community engagement and even as a church that's what makes us a little bit different even in our city
0: and reverend jose Humphreys iii challenged each christian and christian community to think differently about how we use and think about money we uh, perhaps begin to dimensionalize the possibility and the meaning of money. In other words, uh, as uh, Edgar uh, Villanueva, who wrote the book Decolonizing Philanthropy, Mm -hmm. he talks about, you know, hey, money can be medicine. You know, what if the relationship between philanthropists and community uh, organizations changed? Mm -hmm. And we began to look at money as... Rather than something that I'm imposing uh, my will on you about, we can talk about how this could be a resource for healing us all. These conversations have been catalysts for my own work and imagination, and I pray that they have been for you as well. As we come to the end of Season 1, my hope is that in listening to these episodes, you have allowed yourself to imagine a church interested more in its neighbor than its survival, committed to an alternative story than one of consumption, colonialism, and professionalization. I've enjoyed working on this podcast more than I could have anticipated, and I plan to launch Season 2 in January of 2024. So if this conversation interests, inspires, or even frustrates you, Please be sure to subscribe, to reach out with questions or inspiration, and to bring these ideas to your own faith community. You can also subscribe to my monthly newsletter, which includes my own writing, prayers and litanies you can use in worship, and updates on the podcast. After a year of conversation, I'm convinced more than ever that the common good animated by the saving grace of Jesus shows up powerfully every time we gather together with our neighbors. At the Table. So until next year, peace be with you. Thanks for listening to At the Table, Christian community for the common good. If you've appreciated this conversation, be sure to subscribe to receive updates on new episodes and share this podcast with friends and colleagues. You can also keep up to date by visiting my website, nicholastangen.com. Thanks for listening, and peace be with you.